0: You're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Too Bad Tourists. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Queer Travel Chat. I'm Austin, I am one half of the blogger duo Too Bad Tourists, and join with me every week is
1: David. Hi, I'm here too. I'm getting over a cold, but the show must go on, so here I am.
0: Yeah, so today we're excited for another episode. We're going to be talking about how we use points and miles and credit cards to um, get tons of free travel and by we i generally mean me yes. so david's actually going to interview me on this uh show because i'm the one with all the info so we'll tell you all about it
1: yeah because this is something that i know nothing about and i know nothing about it because it doesn't interest me at all <laughs> and if i were a listener and saw this topic i probably wouldn't listen to it uh because uh this was definitely your jam It take i think people who get into this really get into it yeah. it's almost like a, a side hobby a side hustle yeah it's almost like a game in a way exactly and so um and it's and it's And you'll hear why um, it's worth it if you get into it. But it is also some work, which is why um, I've never really gotten into it. So it's always been more Austin's thing than my thing. So today I'm going to be the dum-dum and you can explain to me everything and hopefully uh, I'll learn something and our listeners uh, will learn something that they can also employ for their future travels as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And this week, as we've been doing the last few episodes, we're recording live both on the call-in app. And on Twitter Spaces, so I just want to welcome our live listeners. We've got Misty on Twitter Spaces, and I see Hussein on Colin, So thanks for listening live, guys. Um, so yeah, let's get into a little bit uh, some of your facts.
1: And um, well, yeah, that well, you the up, right? thing. Uh, well, this is sometimes we'll look up um, some interesting facts related to the topic, but I didn't want to look up any oh, right. specific facts These about this because facts. yeah, it's just like we've already done this, and so. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, before we dive into it, how have we specifically used points, uh, and miles, uh, to, to travel?
0: Yeah. So good question. So, um, we've been using points and miles for probably like 15 years now, but the big, uh, the big, big time we used it was in 2012, which is when we took a year off and, um, basically backpacked around the world. And we essentially used, um, 400,000 airline miles to buy two around the world, tickets. So those were basically plane tickets that departed from Phoenix, Arizona, stopped in like 10 different countries. I think it went to Mexico City, to Italy, then it went to Ghana, then to Ethiopia, then to India. I do you then remember to, the exact route? Then I think it went to Thailand, then to Japan. And then separately, we used some points of miles to book uh, trips into South America and back. So that was about uh, a year. I'm impressed. Of,
1: uh, travel and 35 countries. Uh, so, how much would you say that we've actually saved then by using points and miles?
0: Yeah. So that trip alone, just those two round the world tickets for four hundred thousand points. I remember looking back then, if you were to buy those, and those would have been like five or six thousand dollars a piece. So you're talking ten to twelve thousand dollars just on that. Like those around the world tickets, but I mean, we've been saving points and earning them, and and things like that with different offers for for years. I mean, so I, easily we've saved twenty or thirty thousand dollars on flights, So we've traveled so many places and for the most part, we either you know pay discounted rates or or get them for free with points and miles.
1: So we've definitely taken advantage of these offers. Uh, so we'll get into uh, how to do that um, in a bit. Before we do, um, if you like the show, please subscribe to it on Colin, Spotify, Apple, or Google podcasts and give the episode a like with the heart icon once it's published. You can follow us on social media. We're always at 2 Tourists, and especially on Twitter since we plan on recording it live on Twitter Spaces for the next few episodes. Uh, And lastly, please feel free to leave a comment about what you want to hear more of, because we're always paying attention and coming up with new ideas.
0: We are, yeah. But so before we get on to the episode, let's talk a little bit about this week's uh, sponsor. We have two sponsors, and the first one today is Skivvies.com, one of the leading men's uh, online underwear apparel websites with 20 different brands and thousands of different styles, uh, which we happen to own many of them, and for a limited number of time, a a limited amount of time. <laughs> a time a limited time limited <laughs> time our followers will have the opportunity to receive a free uh, pair of underwear from our curated collection on their website all you have to do is pay four dollars and 95 cents uh for shipping within the usa so check out the link in the show notes to get your free pair of underwear
1: okay so speaking of undies uh do you remember how we used to wash our clothes uh, during our <laughs> long like when we did that we were just talking about the year around the world trip right that 12 months and how we used to wash our clothes when we were backpacking around the world well yeah
0: you had to right? Right, because we only had like one set of clothes in our backpack, and I mean, we would wash them in the most. When I mean, we had places. more than one set, well, like one set in our backpack, you know. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, pairs, like right. So we would wash them in hotel sinks, hostel bathrooms. Uh, I mean, sometimes we go to a laundromat, but most often not. Oh my god, rarely. And one time we like we spent a month in Ghana, and we literally fetch
1: water out of the <laughs> well, pour it into a bucket. And then
0: we'd wash our clothes and then hang it on a
1: line to dry. Memories. <laughs> so, yeah, we'd hang them to dry and, you know, for everyone to see because you had to put them on the clothesline. And you had this, like, travel clothesline that you still use today yeah, because yeah. we were on this last cruise. You were, like, strung it across the yeah. bathroom as the cruise. Uh, so, anyway, it's a good thing that we've got quality underwear that lasts and cute undies that we're definitely not afraid to show up
0: yes and we get them of course at skitties.com. and they're providing uh, quality underwear since uh, for fashion conscious guys since the year 2000 so it's a long time that's like when the internet started <laughs> uh, so they have uh, great products including bikinis thongs jock straps jock straps briefs boxers plus swimmer t-shirts
1: and tanks, you name it. Skivies has built a reputation on authentic products, remarkable customer service, fast shipping, and easy search options. So we definitely love them. We're even wearing them right now. Um, what pair are you wearing right now? Because I'm wearing, let me check, um, Intimate. Intamin, I'm wearing Daddy. So we're wearing our favorite brands, uh, super comfy and we love them. So uh, as we mentioned at the top, for a limited time, our followers will have the opportunity to receive a complimentary pair of undies from our curated collection. You just have to pay $4.95 to ship anywhere within the U.S. So check out the link in the show notes to get your free undies. All right. So
0: let's dive into the episode. We have a lot to
1: Yeah, so um, we're going to discuss this in three chunks. I wanted to get it um, a little bit uh, organized, uh, all of my random questions for you. So I wanted to do it, start out first um, by explaining how points and miles work in general. That's going to be you. I'm not Mm going to explain anything. Um, Then we're going to talk about some of the benefits and drawbacks. And then last, we will talk about some specific recommendations for more resources um, to help so that you can do your own research uh, to help you out if you want to get started and, and travel in this way. So, um, are you ready for my whole list of of preguntas? I'm ready. Okay. Let me have them. Okay. So, what are points and miles, and what is the difference? <laughs> because we kept talking about points and miles, and sometimes you have miles, and sometimes you have points, and oh. that's a really good question. What yeah, are so they? like starting <laughs> at
0: the basics? So, generally, when you talk about miles, it, it's about airline miles, and so I'll give you an example. So, if you fly from Los Angeles to New York, it's probably about 4,000 miles, you know, from point A to point B. And if you were to pay for a flight and sign up for one of their loyalty programs, so let's say Delta Airlines, United Airlines, when you sign up for a loyalty program and you fly those 4,000 miles, they give you those miles in an account. And then once you reach a certain threshold, let's say once you reach 30,000 miles flown, then you can redeem those miles for free flights. That's kind of how like miles work. So the amount of miles that you fly are the amount of miles that you get into your account. You accumulate those miles into your account. And once you reach a certain threshold, whether it's 10,000, 20, 30, 50, it depends on the distance and the airline, but you can basically use those points to redeem a do
1: those miles represent how like the plane ticket that you're gonna buy like i have 30,000 miles so i can fly a distance of 30,000 miles or is that not at all how that works
0: um the earning is based on how far you flew
1: generally the, but the spending is the, not the spending based is on not, how far you want it's fly. generally
0: not it's generally not uh based on how far you want to fly no it's it's usually more like uh, a free trip within the United States might cost you 30,000 miles. Um, sometimes it's based on like the price of the ticket. So like maybe if it's a cheap ticket, you can get it for 10,000 miles. Maybe it's an expensive ticket, it would be 50,000. It really, really varies. I mean, there's hundreds of airlines around the world, and they all have loyalty programs and all that have different rules. But that's the general, general concept. And the same is true for points. Generally, points come from things like credit cards. So there's a lot of different travel credit cards out there, whether it's through Chase or Capital One or Bank of America, these are all American based banks, obviously. Um, There are some like European offers and other countries have offers, but the the ones from the US are the most lucrative. So with a credit card, you earn points generally based on the amount of money you spend with that credit card. And then the same concept sort of applies, right? So after you spend $10,000 on your credit card, you might get 10,000 points and then you can use those points to redeem them for travel whether it's a hotel or flight uh, or rental car or something like that so okay. that's kind of points are generally for like credit cards miles are generally more for airlines but they do have some crossover sometimes
1: okay okay that makes sense that's not too difficult and so can you tell me like exactly you already touched on this a little bit but how many points or miles will equate to as you mentioned a domestic flight already versus an international and also because you can do hotel stays so maybe how much just i yeah. know it's different it's Just but a ballpark. What, yeah ballpark it
0: yeah so i would say like Within the United States, um, you can get a one-way flight for probably as little as like 10,000 points or 10,000 miles, I would say. Okay. Um, But then sometimes flights might go as much as like 50,000 for a round trip. So that that would probably for like a flight, I would say between 10,000 and 50,000, just depending on- Within the US. Within the US. If you were to do like an international, um, let's say you wanted to fly from New York to London, like that would probably be upwards in the, you know, it's tens of thousands. So that would maybe be 50,000, uh, maybe like a really far flight, like Los Angeles to Tokyo or something to Japan, you know, that might cost you 80,000, a hundred thousand points or miles. It, again, it depends, but that's a ballpark. Um, and for like a hotel room, I would say maybe like you can get hotel rooms on the low, low, low end, 5,000 to 10,000 miles or points expensive 20, 30, 40,000. And that would be like per night. This is sorry, miles or points? Kind of the same, like okay. the points talking more like points are gen, generally are assi- assigned with a credit card and they're a little bit more versatile. You can use them for hotel redemptions or for airline tickets or for rental cars. That's the general kind of estimate. If you, there, there's a website I'll talk about later, which is called the pointsguide.com, but you can kind of assume that one point or mile, like it often represents about like one cent, like one cent of value, one to two cents of value. So you can kind of look. So when I was saying like, okay, you can get a flight for 50,000 miles or points. If you, if you factored like that in is like count one point is one cent. That would be like a value of 5,000 or $500. Okay. That's good to know.
1: How does airline status play a role in all of this?
0: Okay. So airline status, I'll explain what it is basically. So, Airlines create these loyalty programs because they want you to fly exclusively with them, right? So, for example, if you're in in the United States, Delta wants you to fly only with Delta and not with an American Airlines or JetBlue or Southwest because they want your loyalty. So that's why they make these loyalty programs really, really good. And the more you fly with an airline, the more miles you earn, you get to, like, different levels. So Delta Airlines, for example, has, like, silver as, like, the first loyalty level. Then they have gold. Then they have platinum, then they have diamond. And as you get to these different levels, you get different benefits, right? So I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm diamond with Delta and they give me like four free first business class upgrades every year. What am I with Delta? You are nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they give me uh, free first class seats, like on like domestic flights. If there's an open seat like that, someone hasn't paid for and I'm on that flight, they'll bump me from economy to first class for free. So these are like the benefits. And so like it works for me because I never want to fly anyone else because I want all my credit to go to Delta because my status is so good. I get like such- Well,
1: and we're going to get into pros and cons later, but I see pro and con already. Pro of you getting all these benefits with this one uh, airline, but con you're trapped with that one airline with having such a great- benefits with yeah. that one which yes. can limit your options yep, for flying, sure. yep. versus if yep. you're just buying and it's
0: all uh, and it's all trade off. some people f- prefer just to always buy the cheapest ticket regardless of what airline
1: mm-hmm.
0: um whereas i like the the benefits and i like you know the extra comfort of you know getting all these free first class tickets and yeah i probably spend a little bit i could i could probably spend less money and get cheaper flights but, you know, then I wouldn't have as nice of a, an experience. We all know how much flying sucks. So mm-hmm. it's great to have like a lay flat bed or like I, a nice, I, you know, first class you whenever for you can. For sure.
1: So I, I know this is going to be across the board answer, but how much would you say, like, how long does it take to accrue a sufficient amount of points or miles to actually be able to, to use them? Because when I get those punch cards from like Jamba Juice, I'm like, <laughs> I have to have 10 smoothies. I'm like, I'm never going to hold on this card long enough to get the 10 smoothies. It's
0: a really good, it's a really good point. I would actually say the average traveler and the average flyer, like if all you're doing are like domestic trips, let's say you live in the US or maybe you're based in Europe and you're just flying like within your continent, like you would probably have to fly several times a year for a few years to accumulate enough to get like a free flight, just just in flying. So if all you do is fly in our miles and, and hope to redeem flights that way, it's gonna take you a really long time, mm-hmm. right? There's a shortcut though. And the shortcut comes with the the points part and the points are tied to credit cards. And at least in the US, and I know they do them in UK, and I've seen them in Germany, there's you know different countries have different offers. You can often apply for a travel credit card which has a bunch of different travel benefits. It all varies, but the the benefit of getting one of these credit cards is if you, I'll give you an example. There's one from Capital One that just launched about a year and a half ago. It's called the Capital One Venture X. And if you spend, I think it's, I, I can't remember if it's three thousand or five thousand, like in the first three to six months, right? So if you put all your bills on your credit card and you reach a threshold, let's just say it's five thousand, they'll give you seventy five thousand points just for hitting that spending threshold. And in addition to that, they'll give you the points that you earned for every dollar, right? So if you had to spend $5,000 to reach that threshold, you oh. also get 5,000 points. So, so with that there. particular credit card, you would have gotten eight thousand points. And remember, if you like assume that one point or mile percent, it's kind of the equivalent of like $800. And sometimes they're, they're better, like some credit cards have a better value. So like there's a Trace Chase credit card out there where their points are worth like two cents a point. So that if that were the same credit card, that would be about $1,600 in flights. So just with that one credit card alone, that's a free round trip international plane ticket.
1: Are you secretly the points guy? Is that I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the points guy. <laughs> no, I have been following that. Yeah. I have been following that blog for... I don't know. Now it's so. like a secret, you know, uh, identity of the boy that goes so, to the superhero. So the
0: short answer to your question is is if you just fly very infrequently, you're probably never going to earn enough points to do anything with them. But if you want to actually take advantage of these, uh, these points of miles, like, games or gimmicks or schemes or whatever you want to call them find a good credit card you know assuming you have a good credit score and you can control your spending and you only spend money that you have spend it as if it were a debit card you can actually get a ton of free travel value but it takes a little bit of work and time and planning. so if you're
1: not big if you're not flying a bunch already you can Leaning into the credit card deals is how you can be able to start out by getting yeah definitely some, and most, saving money on yeah travel. and
0: most people like have a lot of bills and things that they pay anyways you know whether it's their utility bill or maybe it's a car payment or sometimes even your rent you can like pay with the credit card so like you most people can actually spend more on a card than they think they just have to move some some things around to actually
1: get those payments to go
0: to the right place. This
1: goes into my next question that if you're someone that maybe you just go on a summer vacation once a year, and that's basically your main big trip, whether internationally or domestically, I was going to ask if it's worth it. And it sounds like it could be if you did it through credit card uh, offers and points, you could make that annual trip cheaper or the flight's free.
0: Yeah. I would say so. Like if you're, yes, I would say if all you're relying on is just, You know your butt in the seat and just flying, and you think you're going to get free flights from that? Like it's just not going to happen. Like you have to like I get enough points to do that, but I I mean I'm doing like five international trips a year, you know, like overseas, and I'm also doing, and then I'm also doing trips like within Europe, right? So I fly a ton, but most people don't do that. So I think in order to to actually like get some free flights, you'd have to find one of these credit card offers, and you know if if you can kind of manage it, like apply for one some people are crazy they apply for like three or four in a year and they you know churn them every year and you know five years go by and they've gone through like 20 credit cards but then they get like five thousand dollars in free flights i know your friend i was gonna say stevie. someone or stevie, yeah, stevie yeah. <laughs> but, but there are a lot of people you know who kind of get into this and once you get the hang of it it kind of becomes almost like a game and there's like strategy of you know picking the right card and making sure you leverage all the benefits um so if if you're really into traveling and you you know you may not have as much money as you want to actually spend on all these trips but if you can kind of play the credit card points and miles game um you know even if you don't earn a ton of money to travel but you know how to play the game you can get a lot of free travel opportunities and take trips that you might not otherwise be able to pay for
1: with money you can pay for them with So if you are out. into travel and strategy board games this is the This next is hobby for, you. for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> And but I mean, keep in mind, there is a little bit of risk involved, right? So we're talking about applying for credit Speaking cards strategy, board and, bands. you know, making sure that you're only spending money that you have and not buying stuff on your credit card that you don't really have money to pay for, which is a whole different topic. You know we're not really getting into that too much we're this episode we're assuming you're a responsible spender well we're going to get into the cons well we'll later. get into the console we'll talk about that
1: later. um my last question on just explaining the overall concept of points and miles is um how are they different between europe and north america because you've been answering all from a north american perspective you know is one region easier than the other does it only exist in north america so like airline
0: miles exist all around the world. Like pretty much every major international airline has some type of a loyalty program where if you fly them, you earn miles and then you can redeem them on, uh, flights. And a lot of the big international airlines are part of alliances. There's three major alliances in the world called one world star Alliance, and sky team. And where those alliances are good is if you fly one, let's say if you fly Air France in in Europe, you can earn miles on Delta Airlines in the US, right? And vice versa. Or if you fly Delta Airlines, but you live in the Netherlands, you can earn, mile K, earn miles on KLM, which is their national carrier. So like there's three different alliances. So uh, it, those alliances allow you to earn and redeem points across multiple different airlines to make your points and miles go further. But when it comes to, like, credit cards and points, definitely by far the United States has the most, like, lucrative offers, right? And by these offers, I'm talking about sign-up bonuses for credit cards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, spend $3,000 in three months and get 50,000 bonus points. Or, like, there's one crazy one from American Express Platinum where I think it's a business card. But if you spend $15,000 in six months, which if you're a business and, you you know, you have things to pay, like, that's not that hard for a business. You can earn like a hundred and fifty thousand points and those are worth two cents a piece so that's like three thousand dollars in just free travel so but the us is definitely more lucrative but like here in spain i've seen spain has offers through american express as well i've seen them in germany i've seen them in the uk other countries i think the offers are not as lucrative as the us just because the us has like a very kind of complex banking system and a lot of incentives but but regardless of where you live, there probably are are some uh, credit card offers and and definitely airlines that
1: you can. Take well, so management. for better or worse, the credit cards in the U.S. are yeah, what exactly. really yeah, yeah we, help you exactly achieve a yeah, lot of as as great travel. as
0: the benefits are. We of course you know there's lots of problems with you know people being in debt and things like that, uh, which is a totally
1: different issue. But that's another podcast for another podcast. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that's exactly. We're not going to touch on that. Uh, well, before we move on, could you refill my wine?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I'm going <laughs> to my one too. Let's talk about today's other sponsor, which is Spaces. So, Spaces is a group chat app for LGBT people to connect, build communities, and even plan meetups and groups that can be uh, public or invite only. In fact, we're on uh, the Spaces app ourselves. We have our we own channel, um, also called Queer Travel Chat. Appropriate by named. No coincidence. And we've really enjoyed getting to use the app over the past month or so to chat with people uh whether it's about our podcast or about travel in general and in fact it was really funny david just posted something i'm gonna call you out and you know everyone just kind of ignored it but the funny thing is the people chat amongst themselves oh absolutely which is like we don't even need to be like the curator of the conversation you know someone is asking about like travel to egypt And Mm -hmm. then like 10 people responded and David Mm -hmm. and I don't think he even said anything. So kind of the conversation like
1: keeps going. Well, that's what I love about it is that it is, you know, people are already helping each other out because, um, you know, we only know from our perspective, but people can offer all of their knowledge and experiences from all around the world, which is great. And so some of the conversations have been, you know, really broad, just like what are some of the best LGBT places to visit, which was just a very broad question, but people jumped in and, and answered. And some have been really specific, like what are some LGBTQ cruises that leave from Florida? Right, so right, it's right. like, and then all of that got answered. And yeah. so it's kind of- really Those cool. ones I definitely
0: answered because I know about that. <laughs>
1: yeah. But there's been like things like that and everyone's uh, helping out. And as you mentioned before, there was a conversation about L- how LGBT friendly Egypt is or isn't, and people were offering up some tips and advice for travel there. So it's been really great to connect and interact with other people who have, have experiences um, in these destinations to help out other people who are on the way, you know, to right. that, to that place. And
0: I know like we, I think as a moderator, I'm not sure about a user, but as a moderator, we can even create polls, right? You did a poll recently. Yeah.
1: Out of, uh, just for some fun to test out the polls, cause it's cool that you could do that. Uh, we wanted to know what motivates people most when they travel. And we said, you know, apart from sightseeing and culture, cause we kind of assumed that would be mm-hmm. one of the main things. So we asked, you know is it more important that a place is LGBT friendly or do you like to go for the food and the drinks? or is accommodation most important or maybe the nightlife? Mm-hmm. And overwhelmingly people were uh, it well in the queer travel chat queer travel chat group, it wasn't surprising that LGBT friendliness was the most important thing to forty four percent of people according mm-hmm. to that poll.. Cool. So just kind of a fun thing to to get some more information from from people uh, in the group. Yeah, for sure.
0: So we will continue to be on our uh, group chat on the spaces app. If you want to join our conversation, you can chat with us directly, uh, get some advice for your next trip from either us or the other people in the group. Um, We obviously haven't been to everywhere, but lots of people there have more experiences than we do. We haven't
1: been to Egypt.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So if you want to join, please go to Queerspaces.com and find the download link for the app. Or you can find the link in the show
1: notes uh, of today's episode and you can download and join our uh, group chat. Yes. We hope to see you in the group. So let's continue. So you're talking about all these wonderful, great things, and I do want to hear some more benefits, but I also want to hear some of the the downsides. So um, starting with some uh, benefits, um, why should someone get into using points and miles versus just paying out of pocket? Is the time and effort really worth it?
0: You know what, that's that's a question that the individual has to answer, right? So you, for example, it's not worth doing this game because you're just not interested in it. Doesn't
1: interest you? No, it, it just all. feels like work, right? I think, it does. I, I think you I, would rather I like at fifty percent paid attention to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you would rather this, just
0: slapcast. find the cheapest ticket, book it, and be done with thousand it. Thousand percent, and that's perfectly fine. There's lots of people who are going to be in that camp and don't want to have anything to do with this. But there are going to be a section of the population who love this idea of like being able to travel for free. And like, what can I do? Like, what time and effort can I put in that doesn't cost money? But could actually give me rewards and free travel and for that section of the population and people who are kind of good at like strategy and good at tracking and good at like personal finances like this is the right sort of uh i think i don't want to
1: call it a hobby but pastime or or activity i for think you. it's totally a hobby because yeah. it's it takes so much effort and clearly you're into it i mean i used to do it a
0: ton i do it much less now with the credit cards and things like that i do it more with the because i do fly a lot i make sure i just use all the benefits um but i'm not applying for like new credit cards all the time and every year like i just i kind of gave up on that because it's just a lot of work
1: yeah and i don't mean to at all sound ungrateful because i know that i have uh, benefited you, a lot from your interest you have in this topic. So many free i know so thank you for your interest everybody you know likes what they like yeah. but i i don't Love this. Anyway, um, well, are there any other benefits to like your points and miles other than the hotels and flights or maybe to having specific credit cards that are travel credit cards that maybe we haven't talked about?
0: Yeah. So I guess here, here's a quick thing. There are basically three, there there are three, I would call them premium travel credit cards, like which are kind of like the top three that exist uh sort of in the u.s and they're from three different banks which are american express capital one and chase and these cards basically they're expensive you actually have to pay an annual fee anywhere from 400 to 600 a
1: year there's a drawback
0: so that's a drawback but if you're a frequent traveler all these cards have benefits which means they basically give you like a two to three hundred dollar credit from any airline that you travel on you can get like free electronics like i think american express has a deal with uber you get like 20 dollars in free uber rides every year so like if you actually take advantage oh you get like free lounge access with many other credit mm, cards which, we love use, lounge which access. is really really great like if you're traveling more than a couple times you know a year especially internationally like to be able to sit in an airline lounge as opposed to like the main you know waiting area it's, it's really nice
1: to get free drinks and wi-fi and food as you like to say sitting with the cattle. <laughs>
0: Uh, Is that what I call them? Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, don't, yeah, (laughs) yes. Maybe, maybe don't say that in front of all of our podcast (laughs) listeners. Uh, Yeah. So anyways, those, those three are what? The Capital One Venture X, the Chase Sapphire, uh, Chase Sapphire, and the American Express Platinum. Anyways, but there are many credit cards that are underneath that, which don't cost as much, but the benefits aren't as great. But honestly, with any of those three premium credit cards, you do pay, we'll call it around $500 a year, but if you take all the value out of all the benefits, you easily get like a 1000 or $2,000 of benefits.
1: So you get more but in value you, out yeah, of you the Yeah, but you have to
0: proactively make sure you use that. I'm sure a lot of people have those cards and don't use the benefits, which okay. like, why would the bank continue to offer such awesome deals yeah. if everyone took advantage of it? They wouldn't. So that's kind of the catch. Is, most people like look at the card, they apply for it, and like, wow, that's great, but they don't actually use it. It's like they're too, the people they get who... too busy and they forget to like
1: activate all the benefits. Well, and as we're in January. Everybody who signed up for the exactly. gym this like, month, yeah, and yeah. Then they're going to be there until we'll February twenty eighth. Be... They and won't quit first, for another year. March
0: first will be the like the the
1: least busy day. Like, but you know, you gym. pay. You know how you like pay for the gym? Though, oh yeah, for, like, you can, five yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. Before you're like, I don't even go now. Exactly. So I should have quit like five yeah. months ago. So that that's why
0: these travel credit cards can be still lucrative is because people love the idea of all these crazy benefits, but most people don't get around uh, to actually taking the time to using them all. So don't be one of those people. Okay. Don't do it if you're not going to be like a hundred percent, but if you want to be a hundred percent and you want like tons of free travel benefits,
1: like do your research, pick the right card and and go for it and do it well. Okay. Well then let's get into the drawbacks. What are some of the drawbacks just in general you could think of um, to, to how the system works and, um, no,
0: no, no. yeah Hang I on. would say like first and first foremost like sorry for what for first first and foremost yeah okay thanks for that um most of the value as I said comes from these credit card offers not from actually just flying right and so credit cards are risky inherently especially for people who don't have good control over their personal finances or over their spending habits right totally. so you know a lot of people sort of suffer from this. Uh, desire to buy something when they don't have the money, right? And if all you have, if you're just using cash or a debit card, you literally can't buy things that you can't afford because you Mm -hmm. don't have money. With a credit card, you can buy things if you don't have money to pay for it, right? And so if you're the type of person who, basically what I want to say is, if you're using these credit cards, treat them as they were cash. If you're going to spend more money than you would have otherwise, don't apply for these. Just, That's a life you'll lesson end up, for credit cards. Yeah, you'll end up general. just getting in debt and yes. buying things that you don't want, whether you don't have money for, whether it's travel or, you know, eating out or whatever it is. So absolutely, like, you need to be on top of your personal finances. And if you're, you know, not at that sort of thing you could apply for one of these things get all this free travel and then be like oh we i have all this money to buy stuff i can't afford and then you'll get in debt Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so that's definitely a con
1: yeah so it is possible to end up spending more money than you normally would if you are not on top of of your spending habits and and like you said spending it like cash i I agree to treat that regardless of points and miles that's how we should treat credit cards uh I, i agree with that um what about how the system works in in booking your flights like okay so i have all these miles i have all these points now i can just get online and i can book whatever flights i want surely it's not that easy no
0: it's not um interestingly many of the point systems like with credit cards like with at least the u.s banks i can't speak for other for other places um But redeeming your points through some of the credit cards are actually pretty easy. It's almost just going to like an online portal. And it just tells you, you know, here are the flights, here's the cost. And it's pretty simple where it does get a little more complicated is if you're redeeming miles directly through an airline. So let's say, let's say you use British Airways in the UK or United in the US, and let's say you have a hundred thousand miles to, to um, redeem a flight you might go in and search for flights and say you want to travel from June 1st to June 6th and they, there's no mileage tickets available. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have to, you have to think about like, why do the airlines give you all these miles to give you free flights? It's because most of their planes are not full, right? It means in most, most flights there are empty seats. So the airlines can basically give away free that can give away empty seats without costing them anything. But what they don't want to do is they don't want to give away a seat on a flight that they would sell, they would completely sell out. So that's why when you go to redeem flights through the airline, you may not always find the dates that you want to travel because the airline might think they can actually sell all the seats on the plane as opposed to giving
1: them away for free. So flexible travel is so flexible travel is a key thing, thing. So if you can be
0: flexible, yeah, you're, you're more likely to get the benefit from using um, you know redeeming miles on airline tickets.
1: Are there any other specific downsides that I haven't thought of myself to ask you or that you can think of that? Um... You know, I mean
0: honestly, time and effort, we talked about this, right? Like if you're not interested in doing this, don't do it. Cause like, me. like it, it takes time to like research the best offer. It takes time to figure out what are the benefits. It takes time to figure out how do I get all those benefits? How do I get the free lounge access? How do I claim my $300 flight credit? How do I get my $20 a month Uber? And how do I make sure that I am actually going to spend, you know, if you're $50,000 or 50,000 point bonus offer that you get with the new credit card, you have to spend $3,000 in three months. You have to track to make sure you're actually going to meet that because mm-hmm. if you don't meet it it was a waste of time so there's a lot of tracking involved it's a lot of effort. it's a lot of effort you, you got to be able and some to know of these credit cards it, do cost a bit more and some of them are free the first year but the second year you have to pay for their annual fee and so you might decide to cancel it after a year or two you have to change your spending and you know make sure you have like auto pay and things like that so it's it's a lot of time if you want to get a ton of value from it like actually get thousands of dollars of free flights like you're gonna have to put a lot of time in to plan and you know you know make sure you dot all your i's and cross all your t's so time and effort if you don't want that's the con if you don't want to spend all that and and it's not fun to you it's not like a game you're definitely not going to want to do it
1: um and i think we've covered all the benefits really yeah we've definitely talked about all the benefits okay then um let's move on to kind of some specific uh recommendations i kind of want to uh, no, no. We'll just dive into this question then. Um, so, if I want to start accruing points and miles for travel, where should I start? What, where do you recommend I go? I imagine I, I'm me. Yeah. Just imagine, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. I want to start traveling this way. What do I do?
0: So, my number one recommended site is the Points Guy, the PointsGuy.com. It's funny. I started following the Points Guy before we planned our round the world world round the world trip in 2012. So, mm-hmm. I probably started in 2010. So that's 15 50- 12, 12, Mm -hmm. 15 years ago, 13 13, years ago, ago. um, back then the points guy was like a small blog, kind of like we are now, Mm -hmm. um, now like the points guy was bought out by like a major media company. They're, they're huge. They have a staff of like 80 people. So they're literally the largest, like in the world points and miles and and like travel news website
1: yeah and and you know i'm not interested in this topic very much but that is one i do know because i do know that um you have followed him for so long and when i've done research for this when i did research for this episode he was popping up all over yeah bonus
0: (laughs) do you know do you know the points guy's gay oh no i did not he's a member of the community (gasps) and in in the early years uh, on his blog he didn't really he didn't really like talk too much about being part of it did you just
1: he... out him or is no I think...
0: him. <laughs> but then it, he eventually did and not like and now that his business has like grown he's still i think the like the ceo of the points guy but but their own oh my god ADA let's company. get him on queer but, travel like, they, chat yeah they support like um lgbt travel Shut charities up. and things like that rainbow railroad they support which is like uh helping lgbt refugees like you know Relocate, so he's like become album proud. Okay, I
1: just got interested in this episode. So that's, that's <laughs> another
0: reason to like not not only because the content's really good. They have tons of like great, like literally people like me who do this like all the time. Like are you know work for their company and. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that website has everything more you could ever. So control. that's what you would recommend. Yeah, a and there to go and there's a place if you going. go on their website, which is like I'm a newbie. Where do I start? Like, okay, it they can literally be, have that. Yeah. Okay, so there's there's it. a place. So I would say just do that. Go read the Where Do I Start section. Read a few articles and then kind of decide where to go
1: from there. Okay, that's a good starting point. Um, so then a little bit some more specifics for recommendations. Um, I, I guess you, you talked a lot about tra- uh, sorry credit cards already, but uh, imagine I'm thinking yes, I wanted to get a credit card, especially if I live in the US. Uh, do you have a specific credit card recommendation? So my
0: recommendation, first of all, I'll go to the points guy and see what credit cards they're recommending. But the recommendation is to go with whatever has the best offer right now. Okay. Right. So these these credit cards, like, for example, this Capital One Venture X card is new. It's only been out for a year and a half before Capital One didn't have like this premium level. So their offer right now is really, really good. You get 75,000 bonus
1: miles if you sign up, you know, Helps. meet all the requirements. I mean, I imagine that it's like sign up by, right? There's like these, these offers. Yeah, the a lot of them expire, right? Like and a so few so, months, I imagine. Right, so
0: I would, I would imagine like in a few months or maybe a year or so, like Capital One will get enough users that they'll reduce their offer because they don't need to like make it so great anymore once they get a good user base. Um, but basically, yeah, check the points guy. There's other websites out there too. I just can't think of like like... Something points and miles. There's lots of websites, and often they'll recommend the the same credit cards because when there's a big offer from American Express or from Capital One or maybe it's Barclays in the in the UK, like the, the offer will be promoted in multiple sites. So basically, pick pick a credit card offer which has the best value for the money. Right? Like if if you get the most amount of miles and you can actually meet the credit card spend, like go with that one. Um, that that's generally what I would say.
1: Okay. Then what about, um, for, for airlines? Like if I want to go with an air, airline, if I want to be, if I want to go for status and I want to go for this reward program, how should I choose which like airline to go with?
0: Yeah. So I always say pick the airline kind of, which is based where you're based or near where you're based. Right. So for example, we live in Madrid. So Iberia is based here. Um, air Europa is based here. You know, Madrid is their hub. Um, so if I was starting from scratch, I would probably want to pick them as opposed to an airline in the U S because all of my flights depart from Madrid. So it makes sense to pick the airline, which is where I'm based. Right. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is like what I talked about earlier, like alliances, like if your airline is part of an alliance versus not part of an alliance, being part of an alliance means you can spend your miles on all airlines, all across, not all airlines, but many airlines across the world. Whereas if you pick, for example, if you're in the UK and you just, you know, book flights with EasyJet, EasyJet's low cost, they're not part of an alliance, you're not going to earn miles, you're not going to be able to use those miles anywhere else. So I would say pick an airline which is kind of, you know, near where you're based or has lots of connections to where you're based, um, but then is potentially part of a, an alliance So, you if you plan to travel internationally, because you can use and redeem and earn points.
1: Okay, well, you airlines. use Madrid as an example. Let me, let me test out your knowledge here. Yeah, give, give me a city. Yeah, I wanna give me like imagine I'm give from me. Phoenix. And this is fully totally unscripted. We haven't done this. Phoenix, Arizona, let's go. Okay, so
0: Phoenix used to be a hub for US Airways. They were bought by American Airlines. So they have many flights that depart, uh, basically American Airlines is their hub. So I would first look at American Airlines to see if that makes sense to meet me. And maybe you might even find an American Airlines credit card that has a good offer. But for example, if American Airlines, maybe you don't like them, or it just doesn't, there's no good offer. Like, it's in the US, so there's still United, Southwest, and, um, and Delta to choose from. And so if you see a credit card that has a really great offer, the Amex Delta card has like a $100,000 bonus offer. Jeez. There's tons of flights that depart from Delta. Delta has a hub in LA, in San Francisco, in New York, in Atlanta. You can get
1: anywhere. All right, let me. And Delta's th- part of an alliance. Well, let me give me. Let me give you two two more. You down? Yeah, okay. Down. So we're gonna do. Um, uh, we're gonna have the 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 host from Gayish uh, on a podcast. We're gonna do a collaboration with them soon. They're uh-huh. in Seattle, right? Uh-huh. What if they want to start?
0: I mean, they're in the U.S., so you definitely want to pick a U.S. airline because all your flights are gonna be departing from the U.S. I think in Seattle, I think Alaska Air is actually based. So you might actually wanna look for a credit card that has that's associated with Alaska Air. If you see one that has a good offer, great. If not, then I would go with one of the major, the main three in, in the US, either Delta, United or uh,
1: American. Okay, last one. Uh, my sister's friend, Christy, is uh, in, from Chicago and she's gonna come visit next month. Where Where should she start? Did I get you? It's,
0: no, you didn't. It's it's <laughs> kind of the, the same thing. Like, look at what airline has a hub in your major – Chicago is a major city, which means there's – I think it's actually probably United and American, like, has hub flights from uh, Chicago. I don't think Delta does. So I would look at that. Um, but at the same time, like, look at the credit card offers because a lot of times the credit cards, the points you earn are not limited to an airline. You can just use them in their booking portal, which you can book on multiple airlines and multiple airlines, multiple hotels. Are they sometimes
1: limited to an airline, the credit card? Sometimes there are.
0: Yeah. Like, so for example, Delta has a Delta only card through American express. and You only earn Delta miles. And I think American or American airlines has similar with other banks. So yeah, there are, there are cards that are just general travel and you can just spend them in their travel portals on anything, but there are other ones that are tied to an airline. So like, yeah, you, it's, it's a combination of factors. What credit card has the best offer? What airline is based where you're based? Or if you're not, you know, if you live in a small city, what's close, right? Like, you know, if, you, if you're two hours away from New York, but you can, you know, if you live in New Jersey, but you can drive to JFK or Newark or LaGuardia, that might make sense.
1: Okay, well, Austin, I have to say that I'm really <laughs> impressed because I spent a lot of time preparing my questions because I didn't even know where to go, and I know that you did not have to prepare your answers. I didn't have to prepare a so thing. I'm honestly, <laughs> and we've been traveling together for over a, well over a decade, so I'm very <laughs> impressed by your not only mildly interested but very <laughs> impressed. Um, is there anything before we finish up that, uh, we did not cover that I didn't ask because I wouldn't have known to ask anything else you want to share? Um, and then we'll, we'll wrap up.
0: I guess the one thing I will share is like, if you have a question about this, like, don't hesitate to send us a message, go to our website, to and just send us an email from the contact form or join our, uh, spaces chat. Um, and we
1: can chat all about it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. If you have specific questions, uh, I love that. It's honestly, it's, it's a
0: super complicated topic. You can start easy with the simple, you know, just get one card and start from there and pick one airline. But it can be as complicated as you want it. Like your friend Stevie, I think, has turned tons. I mean, so many credit cards that she flew business class. You and murder business She's class in Tokyo. flying to Europe, crazy uh,
1: six times this six different trips this and in, in the next twelve months because. Uh, she has so many airline yeah, points, and probably so I'm all meet, business class, right? I'm, I'm going to meet her twice. I don't know; I have no idea the details yeah, on that, no. but I do know that she's um, she's covering the hotels because she's covered with uh, points. Yeah. So I'm going to just meet her in two destinations around Europe. So, you could learn all this, or you could um, just have friends like I do who do this and then mooch off them, or yeah. then uh, have an ex partner who does this and then uh, yeah, I think mooch I, off Honestly, <laughs> If I
0: recommend anything, be David. Yes. Don't be me, don't be Stevie. Exactly. Be Marry sit someone,
1: back. create sit- a travel company, and then divorce him, and then sit back and let the free travel. I mean, come between to you. you and uh, Stevie, I've uh, got my. Flights, no deals covered. Thank you, you guys. You
0: should be the one giving
1: advice. absolutely How do they become you? I don't know. Get drunk at a bar and be charming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is this my part next? uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is where you thank everyone for listening. Guys,
0: thanks so much for joining. Uh, Missy, thanks for hanging on to the whole episode. Either you walked away from your
1: phone and forgot or you were interested.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or you were interested. (laughs) Um, I see that uh, Peter just joined but I don't know if you are uh, meant to join um, so we were happy to have all of you live listeners and all the people who listen uh, after the fact either on Twitter spaces call in Google Podcasts. I'm not even reading it. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The podcast,
1: podcast. Yes, the podcast, podcast,
0: podcast, podcast. <laughs> you can follow us on social media. As always, we are at Too Bad Tourists, especially on Twitter, since we plan to continue recording live on Twitter Spaces, except for next week because I think we have a, a guest speaker. Well,
1: yeah. So tell us about what is um, coming in the next. I, I think in two weeks we're going to record next episode. So yeah. What, so I think it'll be on.
0: It's it's going to be on January 30th, and I think we'll only do it on in live. Um, because we have our speaker there. So I think that trying to do Twitter. Is it the points guy? No, it's not the points guy. But if he's listening <laughs> or anyone from his team, <laughs> tell him we want him on. His Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we will be speaking. This is actually a really interesting episode. I'm excited about it. We the, the coming episode. The coming episode in two weeks, January 30th. I'm really excited to uh, interview two uh, individuals from He Travel, uh, Phil and Zach. He travel. the H-E actually stands for Hans Ebertson and he was basically, he's basically the, like, like, let's call him the father of gay travel, but basically he started this company. Or the daddy. Or the daddy. He started this company, he's no longer, he's passed away since, but um, he started the company in the 70s, and he's the first person ever in, like, in the world to run gay tours and they first started with like adventure tours and grand canyon rafting and things like that but basically they have been uh running lgbt tours for 51 years oh my god i'm really excited for this episode so we're going to be speaking with phil and zach uh about that to talk all about their their tours um and a little bit about the history of, of hans and um what you know how he kind of started this back in the 70s i mean you know 70s in the u.s was like you know, like not not the place to be gay. Um, well, but, it's but they were n- not like, how it is now. Obviously, no, it's it's a completely different world. It's so cool to like you know be who we are and be able to do what we are. But it's also great to like have a throwback to talk about people who like really kind of set the foundation for what we're doing today. So yeah, so you
1: can catch it live January 30th and it will be published uh, within a couple of days after that to catch it whenever you want, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: That is it. So until then, we will talk to you later or chat with us on our Queer Spaces group.
1: Yeah. Again, just let us know if you've got any questions about this topic or any other travel related, you can find us through our website, 2Ventures.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.